Hello everyone, my name is Francis Egan. Welcome to The Good, The Bad, and The Strange. Each week we strive to bring you three news stories. One good, one bad, and one downright strange. This week for The Good, the Biden administration moves to officially make lynching a hate crime. For The Bad, Confederate monuments still stand in West Virginia decades after the Confederacy was defeated. And finally, for The Strange, anti-abortion activist Lauren Handy calls the police to investigate five fetuses from her that she was keeping in her freezer. Stay tuned to hear it all right here at U92 The Moose, or check us out on Spotify. Just look for The Good, The Bad, and The Strange, and you'll find it. Anybody who has questions, comments, or suggestions for the show can send us an email at goodbadandstrange at gmail.com. Once again, that is goodbadandstrange at gmail.com. Starting us off with the good, President Joe Biden signed into law the first ever federal legislation to make lynching a hate crime in the United States of America. It may surprise some of you to learn that lynching wasn't a hate crime, and to be honest, I thought it was too. But no, apparently throughout all of American history, lynching was not considered to be a hate crime in the eyes of the law. The law in question is called the Emmett Till Anti-Lynching Act, and it was named for a 14-year-old African-American child who was murdered in Mississippi in 1955. When Till's murderers were brought on trial, the jury was all white, and the murderers were dismissed of all charges. They later confessed. In the confession, the men said that they had brutally killed the boy when they heard that he had whistled at a white woman by the name of Carolyn Bryant, who later confessed that she had made that up. If you want to read the full story of Emmett Till, I recommend going to history.com and looking for the article titled Emmett Hill Murderers Make Magazine Confession. It is a horrifying story that shows just how terrifying everyday life was for African-American people as recently as the 1950s. We still have very far to go as a nation before we can say that we've even begun to do the indescribable damage inflicted upon the African-American community and other minority communities within our nation. But hopefully bills like this become more commonplace, giving us the legal infrastructure required to start actually indicting these white supremacist monsters for the crimes that they commit. Vice President Kamala Harris had the following to say in regard to the bill. Quote, Lynching is not a relic of the past. Racial acts of terror still occur in this nation. And when they do, we must all have the courage to name them and hold the perpetrators to account. End quote. The act passed in the Senate with a unanimous vote and passed in the House with only three senators voting against. Those senators, the ones who voted against making lynching a hate crime, are Republican Representative Andrew S. Clyde of Georgia, Republican Representative Thomas Massey of Kentucky, and Republican Representative Chip Roy of Texas. All of them have emails and phone numbers that are public information in case any listeners would like to send them feedback. Remember that writing to your representatives is an incredibly important part of living in a democracy. Moving on to the bad. In the state of West Virginia, there are still Confederate monuments standing, despite the fact that the Confederacy was defeated by the Union in 1865, just four short years after the Confederacy was formed. West Virginia, the only state created during the Civil War, seceded from Virginia in order to join the Union. According to Southern Poverty Law Center, as of June 2020, there were 21 statues honoring Confederate soldiers and generals throughout the state. You might think that these statues are historical artifacts, made during or after the Civil War, but you'd be wrong. Data from the Southern Poverty Law Center tells us that a large amount of these statues were given to the state during the Jim Crow and Civil Rights eras, times where African American people were experiencing oppressive discrimination in nearly every aspect of life. In my opinion, these statues were not put in place to honor anyone. The majority of these statues were put in place to instill fear within civil rights activists and to attempt to persuade white Americans to return to the way things were before the Civil War. 
In my opinion, anyone who considers themselves a supporter of freedom should not be venerating people who enslaved other human beings. And to those who say that these statues need to remain up in order to preserve our history, I would say this. Read a history book, why don't you? Since 2020, exactly one symbol in West Virginia has been removed, but 20 Confederate symbols still remain on display in the state. Historians have weighed in on this issue, saying that we should look at how Germany chose to handle their past. In Germany, concentration camps are used as museums that show the absolute horrors that occurred within. And if you visit them, you will not see a single statue of Adolf Hitler or any Nazi figureheads on display anywhere in the country, much less on government property. Perhaps we could take a page out of their book. Moving on to the strange. Anti-abortion activist Lauren Handy called the police in late March, asking them to investigate what she believed was evidence that a local clinic was performing illegal abortions. Her stunt backfired when the evidence she provided was five fetuses in her freezer, prompting the investigating officers to ask her how she came into possession of such fetuses. Handy was indicted by a federal grand jury for allegedly invading Washington Surgery Clinic on October 22, 2020. The self-described pro-life protesters blocked people from entering a medical clinic in October. Nine protesters were charged with conspiracy against rights and a violation of the Freedom of Access to Clinic Entrances Act, which bars the use or threat of force to injure, intimidate, or interfere with anyone seeking to access or provide reproductive health care. Employees of the clinic say patients come into the clinic disparate. Employees of the clinic say patients come into the clinic distressed after walking through the gauntlet of angry protesters outside who harass and intimidate anyone that they can, regardless of what that person is going into the clinic for. According to an article in The Washingtonian, these five fetuses are only the tip of the iceberg. According to Progressive Anti-Abortion Uprising, the protesters met with a truck driver who worked for Curtis Bay Medical Waste Services and convinced him to give them a box containing 115 human fetuses. Curtis Bay Medical Waste Services says that it does not transport fetal remains and does not know why these protesters claim to have found the fetuses in their packaging. The PAAU thought that this pile of fetuses in Lauren's freezer would serve as evidence of illegal abortions going on in the clinic. Executive Assistant Chief of Police Ashan Benedict told reporters that, quote, there doesn't seem to be anything criminal in the nature about the fetuses except for how they got into this house, end quote. Finally, the PAAU claims that the remaining 110 fetuses that police weren't able to find were blessed by a priest and buried in a private cemetery that they did not disclose the location of. This is the behavior of serial killers, not progressive activists. I truly don't understand how a person can do something like this and still somehow think that they're in the right in the situation. Well, that's going to do it for The Strange today. I genuinely don't know if I'll be able to find a stranger story than that for next week, but hey, with the world we live in, I'm sure it won't be too hard. If you want to read more about Lauren Handy, check out The Washingtonian and The DCist. That's D-C-I-S-T. They both have fascinating articles on the ongoing investigation. Well, that is all we have for you today, everyone. I hope you all had as much fun as I did. This has been The Good, The Bad, and The Strange, and I have been your host, Francis Egan. Once again, you can check us out on Spotify. If you have any questions, comments, or suggestions for the show, you can send us an email at goodbadandstrange at gmail.com. Once again, that is goodbadandstrange at gmail.com. Stay tuned right here at U92 The Moose for more news and more great music. For news at U92, I'm Francis Egan. Oh.